Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. Um, I have to tell you, I'm a little bit struggling, my voice that is. We had our first cold snap here in Florida, and I decided simultaneously with that that I was going to start training to run a 5K. <laughs> so I think I overdid it this week. And um, I, I ran three miles a day every day this week, and I just couldn't do it uh, the last couple of days. And my voice is getting kind of scratchy. So uh, tonight I've got all kinds of uh, antihistamines in me, a big cup of coffee, a couple bottles of water, and we have a great guest lined up coming up in 29 minutes is our good friend L.A. Marzuli. He'll be here to talk about his movie series, Mound Builders. We also like to pick his brain about just things that are going on in the news. And I'm going to be asking him tonight about Bigfoot and Mothman and UFOs and Bible prophecy and earthquakes and California fires and a lot of cool stuff. So that will be coming up tonight uh, in about uh, 29 minutes, so stay tuned for that. If you're new to the show, my name is Jim Paris. My main website is christianmoney.com, christianmoney.com. You can find me there 24-7, and then we've got links to all of our social media. So at Facebook, you can find me under my name, James L. Paris. You can also find my Facebook fan pages, christianmoney.com would be probably the most popular one. Also on Twitter, at James L. Paris, also over at Instagram, at James L. Paris. And believe it or not, I'm also on this crazy uh, platform called TikTok. <laughs> it's really popular with the young people. I don't even know what it is, but I I'm, I posted on there a few times, and I think I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, so next week we do have back with us, as I've been mentioning, author Keith Comos, who wrote the book on the Golden State Killer. And what I want to find out is kind of what's happening with that case. Of course, the guy was was caught, and uh, he's been arrested and, and put in jail. Um, I don't know what else has happened. I want to talk to him about that. I also want to explore just generally the topic of serial killers, which I'm so fascinated by. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons I'm fascinated by it, not only because I teach women self-defense, and that's part of what I do is warning women of the sociopathic behaviors to look out for. But also, I believe that many of these serial killers have demonic help. I really believe that we had a pastor on that uh, was here a few months ago talking about uh, the, the whole situation with Ted Bundy and how many times they came so close to catching Ted Bundy but did not catch him. And uh, I really believe he was getting help from demonic forces. So we'll get into serial killers, the Golden State Killer, and all of that next week. 
Uh, a lot to get into tonight. Um, so much to talk about. Jeffrey Epstein, Mayor Pete, um, Michael Bloomberg, what's happening with this Popeye's chicken sandwich craze. Uh, also something absolutely incredible that I saw this weekend in Brunswick, Georgia. Just shocking. I'll tell you about that. We'll also talk a little bit about Bitcoin and also a new college class that I'm taking. And I'm going to just tell people what that's all about. And we'll get into that as well. Um, all right. So here's where we start. We don't do commercials on this show. We're commercial free. And if you remember the last version of this show, when I was with the, the GCN radio network, we were doing a commercial every 10 minutes, we go to four minutes of commercials. And, and that is one of the reasons we made the transition to be 100% independent. But I have to tell you, I still have to pay the bills. So I have a sponsor every week where we say, look, this sponsor is paying the bills for this week's uh, broadcast. And so here's tonight's sponsor. And this one should be super easy for every single listener to take advantage of. So I want to ask you to do two things for me tonight. If you're a regular listener, one is please go over to iTunes this week and write a review. If you love the show, please take a minute. It literally takes a minute to give us the five stars and write a quick review. That helps us so much. That doesn't cost you anything but a minute of your time. The other thing I want you to do is get this freebie. This is so cool. It's I want you to go to this website, freeselfdefensepen.com. If you're somebody who is interested in learning about self-defense, but maybe you don't have the time to learn martial arts, Maybe you're somebody that doesn't want to get into a firearm or pepper spray or things like that. You don't want to deal with the responsibility of that. Consider a self-defense pen. And uh, I'm going to give you this again. This You can get this for free. Of course, they're giving this away because they're going to try to sell you other things, but you don't have to buy anything else. And every one of these we give away, I think we get 4 or $5. So you're helping the show out. You're getting a freebie. And they also have some cool videos you can watch to learn how to use this self-defense pen in actual real self-defense. It is a really cool, it looks like a pen, but it's it's it actually serves as a self-defense weapon. It is really neat. Check it out, freeselfdefensepen.com, freeselfdefensepen.com. Tonight's sponsor, freeselfdefensepen.com. Okay, let's get right into it. So a uh, little bit of politics here. Mayor Pete is really surging, and everybody's talking about this guy. Apparently, he had what was described as the largest crowd ever at this New Hampshire event. Now, it wasn't thousands and thousands of people. Apparently, it was like 1,100 people. But I guess for this area of the country where there are a lot of small meetings, drawing 1,100 people is a big deal. So Mayor Pete is really surging, which is concerning to me because he is one of the uh, most far-left candidates. Uh, I think he's a good talker. He's a dangerous guy in terms of you know Christians and our values as conservatives. He talks a good talk, and, and he is way left. If you don't know what he stands for, just Google his name and check it out, his platform positions. I mean, he is for, you know, abortion all the way to the day of birth. He's for the Green New Deal, off the charts. We also had another big story break this week, which is that Michael Bloomberg, who is worth, I guess, something like 
I don't know, $80 billion or $100 billion, crazy amount of money. He is uh, going to now run. Uh, he's thrown his hat in the ring to run uh, in the Democratic primary. And apparently he has decided to skip Iowa and skip New Hampshire, and then he's going to start after that. And and so it, it's a lot of people have been laughing at me when I said, well, maybe some other people will get in. Maybe Hillary will get in. It's not too late for people to get in. And there's probably a lot of wisdom in waiting till this point, especially if you're already a known person. If you're already known, you don't have to work on name recognition. You can just jump in and save all the time and money and and effort of, of you know all this campaigning that's been going on for, what, eight, nine months and just come in now, you know, right 90 days before the first uh, primary. So I still don't rule out that Hillary will jump in, but the big news this week, Michael Bloomberg and people have different things to say about Bloomberg. Uh, of course, he's more moderate than most of the uh, the field right now for the Democrats. So there's some thoughts that uh, maybe uh, he'll get more of the uh, institutional support from the Democratic Party because he would appear to be more electable because he's not as far left as many are that are right now in the lead, like Crazy Bernie and Pocahontas and others. Uh, but Mayor Pete, I think, is the one to watch. Whether you like him or not, the guy is surging. All right, I want to talk about this this huge story, and I did a, a YouTube video on this earlier in the week. You can find that on my YouTube channel. Just search for James L. Paris on YouTube. You'll find this. This, this hot mic moment where Project Veritas exposed this video of ABC News anchor slash reporter Amy Robach and, and I'm sure you've seen it, if not, uh, in a nutshell, she says that, quote, we had Epstein, the whole story on Epstein, three years ago, including Clinton. And the network, basically, she goes on to, to, to say, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the network spiked the story. They, they didn't want to go with the story. She also goes on to say that she is 100% sure that Epstein did not kill himself. Now, that video was made off air so that never aired but it was part of the sort of the uh, video archives of ABC and so a few days ago this was released uh through Project Veritas and it got I've been I can't stop thinking about this I I did a video on it earlier in the week and I can't stop thinking about it let me tell you the the three or four things that are just stuck in my brain about this of course, we know what was going on three years ago. That was the presidential campaign. So we have a major news network suppressing a news story, which would have been directly linked to Bill Clinton, maybe even Hillary Clinton. We don't know. She just said Clinton. The assumption is it's Bill Clinton because we now know Bill Clinton was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane more than two dozen times, according to flight logs. But in any case, suppressing that news during the election and, and, of course, right now the outrage is is anybody that is doing anything to try and influence the election, and this is what they're going after Trump for, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment, is, is people doing, um, you know, whether it's foreign or domestic, uh, doing unfair things to influence the election. And we already know that the Democratic primary was completely rigged for Hillary with the so-called superdelegates. But but now we know that ABC News spiked this story, which clearly would have hurt 
the Clintons. It would have uh, brought up the whole uh, history of Bill Clinton again, which had sort of been swept under the rug at that point in time. Um, so that's strike number one. N- number two is, I-, I was thinking to myself, look, if ABC News had this story three years ago, these news people, these producers and video editors and 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 cameramen and and workers, they move around from one network to the next. I grew up in Chicago, and I, you know, I had you know some of my friends' parents worked at the different TV networks in town, and you know, one year they'd be with the CBS, the next year they were with ABC. It, it, they move around. So, and, and also just through through the grapevine, through gossip, I have to believe that if ABC News had all of this information, which, by the way, they still haven't put it out there, we still don't have it. So it's like, okay, <laughs> you sat on it for three years, and now it's out there, so now tell us uh, about it. The only thing they did was they called over to CBS, and one of their former employers, they pinned this leak on this young lady who... Project Veritas says was not the leaker. She says she was not the leaker, but she had recently left her job at ABC to go to CBS, and ABC made a, quote, courtesy call to accuse her of this to her employer, and she was fired by CBS. Man, I would love to be the lawyer that has that case. Talk about damages that that young lady could get if she could prove she was not the leaker. And they went to the trouble of calling her new employer and blowing up her new job uh, by falsely accusing her, as she says, allegedly. Um, But you've got to wonder how many other news organizations had the Jeffrey Epstein story and sat on it. And I know when I talk about conspiracies in the mainstream media, uh, people will say things like, there is no the media, that each organization is separate and they're competing with each other and they don't work together to have a common narrative or to suppress news. I just don't believe that. And here's a, here's a perfect story. This Jeffrey Epstein story, which, I mean, the guy was already, already convicted of being a sexual offender in like 2008. And then the story resurfaces that ever, that even since 2008, even after that conviction, he's still interacting with all these rich and famous and powerful people. So there wasn't really, and apparently ABC says they spiked the story because they couldn't confirm anything. Well, you already have a guy who's convicted of this very thing, of being a sexual predator, and then you have all of these new um, you know, pieces of information, this, this new information, new revelations that come out. You don't have to wonder, like, man, are we going to maybe dismerch besmirch the wrong guy's uh, name and character. I mean, we already know he's a convicted sexual predator, already a registered sexual predator as of 2008. And yet they sat on the story. And so this makes me wonder, and we've had guests on this show before, and I hate to go here, but I'm going to go here. I really believe that we have a an entire class of rich wealthy elite in this country that are involved with the sexual abuse of minors. And I believe that our news media knows about it and that they're not telling us about it, that this is considered something they give a pass on to those people. And it was interesting because Amy Robach made reference to Prince Andrew and the fact that if this story came out, which would have implicated Prince Andrew, at least 
there was allegations of, of Prince Andrew's involvement at that point, uh, that that it would have cost them an interview um, with some members of the royal family. So they're basically trading. It's like, well, if you give us access, we'll keep these dirty secrets uh, suppressed from the public. This just makes me sick. It really, really makes me sick. And even, even if you go back to the original story about Jeffrey Epstein, his original conviction, which he only served a few months in a local jail, and he had the privilege of being out every day for 16 hours. He only had to sleep at the jail. I mean, this is worse than Otis in Mayberry. Otis, remember, had the key to let himself in and out of jail. That's the kind of arrangement that Epstein had. So I guess our governor here, Ron DeSantis in Florida, I haven't heard anything more about it, but he apparently started an an investigation a couple of months ago into what happened back uh, with that case. But this is another story that has just kind of been completely swept under the rug. And and I'll tell you, uh, I feel much the same way about the Las Vegas shooter that there is so much more about the Las Vegas shooter we'll never know, and that our media has deliberately decided not to go there. I mean, just take, for example, Jeffrey Epstein's money. Nobody can explain where his money came from. He has a $70 million house, $70 million, $70 million, I'll say it again, $70 million estate home in Manhattan. And how did he get that house? It was just given to him, supposedly, by the uh, the guy that started uh, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> really? Who gives people a seven? I mean, even if it was your own family member, would you give them a $70 million house? Really? And then, of course, there's the private island, and there's the giant ranch out in New Mexico. There's another home in Paris, France. The guy's net worth is, you know, they say he exaggerated his net worth to be a billion dollars, that he's only really worth five or six hundred million. But nobody knows where his money came from. He said he was a money manager, but had no licenses to manage money, no licensed firm to manage money. Everybody on Wall Street that manages money had no idea this guy was a money manager. There's no record of him managing money for anybody. There's something going on. They find this guy, they go into his house in Manhattan and they find a passport claiming that he has a, 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 an address in Saudi Arabia and the name on the passport is a different name. Something is going on with this guy. And I guess I wouldn't care as much, you know, the Las Vegas shooter, we did a few shows on that. I think the families deserve a lot more information about what happened. We're not going to get into that tonight. But when you're talking about a sexual predator that is a predator of children and is being given a pass and our own media is covering up a story about the guy because they're trying to get an interview with a member of the royal family, it's beyond shameful. And and I, I have to believe it's not just one media organization i'm sure they all had this information eventually and nothing was done with it and my question right now is well when are we gonna when will we get the information about what they had i mean i'm sure there's more we still don't know okay 
I made a crazy funny video, and I posted it today on YouTube. I posted it on Facebook of me going into a Popeye's restaurant in Brunswick, Georgia, to get uh, some chicken. I got two of those new chicken sandwiches, and I have never seen anything like this before. Now, this location, um, I got there. It was supposed to open at 10 a.m., so yesterday I went there because I was in Brunswick, Georgia over the weekend, and I'll get to that in a moment. So yesterday I got there at like 10 o'clock, 10, 15 in the morning, and they couldn't open the store until 1130 because of like all of the demand and everything that's going on about this sandwich. And then today I got there at 10 o'clock, and they said it wasn't, wouldn't be open until 1030. But so I go in and I get the sandwich and then, you know, I was like the first one in the store, but then I look through the drive through and there's like five or six cars and they're all getting, I mean, they're getting like five or six sandwiches a car and there's only like one driver in the car. And what got me interested in this was I've been reading all the stories. There was a story today, a woman in Tennessee was body slammed over a fight over the chicken sandwich. People have been stabbed. One person was, was murdered over the chicken sandwich. Um, so maybe I shouldn't be making light of it, but what is going on in this country where a chicken sandwich could cause someone to have a physical fight with someone, no less kill someone? It is unreal. And, I, and I'm just saying, if this is where we're at over chicken sandwiches, imagine what's going to happen on Black Friday. You know, imagine where we're at. Uh, if I mean... I mean, if, if you're going to do this over a chicken sandwich, imagine what people are going to do over a big screen TV deal. So I think we're really just, uh, people are, uh, have lost all common courtesy and this whole pack mentality and every man for themselves is, is really now the new kind of theme. But I did get the chicken sandwich. Uh, my wife and I got one. And I, <laughs> I kind of made a funny video. I run out to the car with the sandwiches. And I... I tell you, I think it is a great chicken sandwich. It's better than Chick-fil-A, in my opinion. My wife doesn't agree. She thinks Chick-fil-A is better. Uh, of course, I love Chick-fil-A and all their Christian values and that they're closed on Sunday, so don't send me a bunch of terrible emails because I happen to like this chicken sandwich. But I, I do think it does say something about our society. And you have to wonder what people in other countries are thinking when they see our news, that people are being body slammed and knifed and killed over a chicken sandwich. Um, all right, so while I was in Brunswick, Georgia, uh, by the way, today is my 33rd wedding anniversary. And 33 years ago today, in Long Beach, California, I married my wife, and we've been married for 33 years. So we took a little weekend trip to St. Simon's Island, which is a beautiful place we love to visit, like a one or two night little little getaway. It's a couple of hours drive for us. And uh, I hadn't been there in a while. I don't know if it's maybe been a year or maybe 10 months. And uh, we walked out on the pier, which uh, you can see the port of Brunswick, Georgia, from the fishing pier there in St. Simon's Island. And wow, what did I see? I saw this giant freighter this korean freighter you remember the one in the news that that flipped over on its side and uh it is incredible how big it is and it's only like 300 yards from shore and they they don't know how they're going to get rid of it what they're going to do with it when they're going to get rid of it 
um, maybe cut it into pieces and remove it or turn it into a reef by chopping it into pieces. But man, if you ever are, if you're going to be in that area, you have got to see this. It is really one of the most incredible sites. You don't, if you've never been to a, uh, to a port to see these big ships, big does not describe them. This particular ship apparently would hold like seven or 8,000 cars on it. At the time, it only had 4,000 cars. But can you believe how big that a ship would have to be to hold that many cars, plus a crew, plus fuel and, and, and supplies and everything else? And uh, apparently the overall damage, including the loss of the ship and the loss of the cars, is over $100 million. Over $100 million. What a sight, though, to see that. All right, uh, moving ahead quickly. So here's what's going to happen this week. The Democrats have been doing all these secret hearings where they're interviewing people, um, some current, some former members of the Trump administration, all about Trump supposedly uh, blackmailing uh, the president of Ukraine, that if he did not investigate the Bidens and investigate the 2016 election, he was not going to get this billion dollars of, of aid. So here's what their strategy is. And I'm not kidding you. I'm going to burst out laughing here because I can't believe this is what they think is going to work. I'm going to say this first of all. People are not going to sit around and watch testimony about aid to Ukraine. It's just not going to happen. I mean, I just know people, and it's just not going to happen. I mean, unless somebody's hair is on fire in that hearing uh, or there's some rock star (laughs) there, people are not going to watch this. But they have this delusion that what they did was all these secret interviews and they're going to bring all these witnesses back to put them on television and put the most juicy moments out. And they're trying to compare this to Watergate, that what what happened in the Watergate hearings in the 1970s. Now, what is so ridiculous about this, this can never be the Watergate hearings. First of all, back in the day, we only had three or four TV channels. And the Watergate hearings were on all the channels. So you, if you were going to watch television, there was nothing else to watch but the Watergate uh, hearings. Now you've got 500, 1,000 channels. You've got YouTube. You've got Facebook. You've got Instagram. There's no way anybody's going to watch this. This is just a failed idea to begin with. And when you look at the, the history of it, it, they've cried wolf so many times. This Mueller report that they waited, what, two and a half years, they had the goods, they had the goods, they had the goods, and then they had nothing. And, I mean, there's a point at which people have just grown weary of all of this. They've made too many promises about having the goods on Trump that they haven't delivered on. And this idea, and all the Democrats, they, they believe this, which is, I think, hilarious, that that people are going to be riveted to their televisions this week. I mean, Watergate, we had three or four TV channels, most of us at the time, and that was a bona fide crime. You had someone, you know, uh, a group of people that broke into a campaign headquarters, or when you even look at the Bill Clinton uh, impeachment, you had someone that was, you know, actually lied under oath to a grand jury. I mean, these were real crimes that occurred. But this whole Ukraine thing, I mean, this is more. This is going to be more boring than a a public television telethon. I'm not. It's just no one is going to watch this. So I don't know what their next move is when this doesn't work. I just don't know. 
but it's it's crazy that they think it's going to be uh, Watergate in terms of the TV ratings. Okay, so quickly, Bitcoin back above 9,000. After a little bit of a dip into the high 8,000s this week, Bitcoin back up again. But um, sort of the uh, side story to watch on cryptocurrency is we're starting to see some of the smaller ones starting to really just fizzle out. So, you know, not all of them, and I still hold out hope for many of the smaller ones, but there was an idea that, look, maybe we shouldn't put all of our money in Bitcoin. We should buy some of these smaller ones. Uh, but the word was this week, for example, Dash, which is one of the big alt currencies, as we call it, you know, alternatives to Bitcoin, that they may be closing down some of their operations. And we're starting to see uh, many of the smaller ones starting to fizzle out, which is all just more good news for Bitcoin. Uh, you know, my view has always been make Bitcoin your major holding and own a lot of the small ones with just a small amount of money, because if they turn out to be the next Bitcoin, you don't need more than 50 bucks or 100 bucks in a small one where they're going for a few cents to be able to, uh, you know, really strike it big. And I will close it out with this. Starting on Wednesday, I'm enrolled in a, a university class, and it's all about uh, writing grant proposals. And I'm really excited about it. I haven't been to college. The last time I went to college was to get my certified financial planner uh, credential, which was back in 1995. So this is kind of new for me, and the whole online college thing is kind of new for me. This is just a like a couple-month-long course, and it's all to help my wife with her nonprofit organization, which is a summer theater program for kids, to be able to help her to find grant money uh, through the process of writing grant proposals. I throw that out to you because this is apparently a big thing now. And a lot of people are making a career out of being grant proposal writers. And I throw that out to you if you have information on this, if you're doing this, uh, if you want to give me any tips or your thoughts on it, uh, shoot me an email, jim at christianmoney.com, Jim at christianmoney.com and don't forget to support the show get the free self-defense pen we'll get four or five bucks you'll get a nice little self-defense gadget and some videos you can watch and it'll help us out and also please take a minute and uh, do a quick review for us over at itunes so the free self-defense pen is this free self-defense pen.com free self-defense pen.com all right we'll fire up the open and we'll be back in one minute with our special guest L.A. Marzulli. Don't miss it. We'll be back.